Welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. This is a show where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and business owners, and we talk about their brands and entrepreneurship journeys. Let's get into this episode. Rashad. Yes. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Good, good. How, how do I sound? You sound great, man. How do I okay. sound? You sound good. All right. Let me get my uh let me get my headphones real quick. Yes, sir. Oh, shoot. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I bet. What's going All on right, with you, man? Not much, man. Um, just been working, trying to, you know, build the brand. Yes, sir. Raising a kid, trying to be a good husband, stuff like that. What about yes, you, sir. man? Um, Always busy, man. I got my hands in so many little little projects that's going to end up you know, um, delving into the, the larger pro- uh, project or whatever, man. So just trying to make sure my moves are more effective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's one thing to be busy, but it's another thing to be effective. So going into this um, new season of my life, man, just really trying to do that. That's it. That's solid, man. Um, so, you know, speaking of projects, man, if you don't mind, like you don't have to give us everything, but can you uh, talk about some of those projects? Yeah, man. So, um, of course, I, um, I'm i the owner and operator, founder of Candid Yams Kickback. And that is an outfit to um, to get people to watch film and talk about it, basically, and yeah. how and talk about it specifically how that film relates to their life or whatever. Um, so with that particular outfit, man, I really want to um, boost my social media presence as well as, quote unquote, a podcast, which you're, which you're doing right now. Yeah. And the reason why I want to do that is because I want to be able to move that platform to just four shows a year. But in the in between time, in, you know, in the meantime, in between time, I still want to talk to folks and build a, uh, an online presence so that, you know, the, the brand is not missed because there's a lot of hurt in the world today um with, with people just you know coming from backgrounds coming from different homes so on and so forth relationships trauma um sex uh business cl- culture all of that stuff and so i want to be able to use film to kind of open those conversations up for people and my main goal there is to get people to ask themselves about their quality of life <clears throat> yeah and uh you know find the, find the questions to it because to me i think the most powerful thing uh, besides love and besides, yeah, besides love is curiosity, man. I think that once you unlock somebody's curious mindset or curious, curious brain function of the uh, curious function of their brain, I think there's no stopping them because they're gonna. The brain doesn't know anything but to answer the question that you, that is being asked. Yeah. Okay, that's solid, man. That's a, that's a solid introduction too. Um, man, something mm-hmm. like one thing about your your, your brand, Candy Yams. I like the name. And I Thank wanted you. to ask you, my first question to you is, man, like, how did you come up with that? Um, what sparked you to, you know, call it Candy Yams? So um, <clears throat> I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory and then I'm going to come back around to it. So yeah. um, in my hometown, man, of High Point, North Carolina, um, I uh, grew up uh, playing sports just like any regular person. 
uh, regular, you know, boy um, getting into stuff and all of that. But the only thing that was a little bit different about my childhood that was uh, that maybe my friends didn't pick up on is that I want I was so interested in seeing how they lived their life. Right. Yeah. Like if mom, if their mom, if my mom cooked peas and chicken on Wednesday night, you know, and, and salad or pizza, you know, had pizza Friday or whatever have you. I want to know if your mom cooked peas and had chicken or, you know, if y'all ate something a little bit different, so on and so forth. Yeah. And what and what I've been doing for a long time is going to people, going to my friends' houses to see how they live, how they eat, so on and so forth. And then just in my little community right there uh, in High Point, I had, you know, a white family that was down the block that ate very different than me and my black family did. Uh, I had a Korean family um, right up the street from me. And then I also had a Vietnamese family and they ate very differently. Um, there were a couple a uh, couple of African uh, families up the street from me. And I all, you know, eventually I got invited to all of their dinners and got to see that, you know, food was <clears throat> connected to their culture. Right. Yeah. And so I was so interested interested in that because I thought it was so cool. Right. And so um, when I when I came up with the name Candid Yams, um, Candid was the word Candid means straightforward. And, and what I really wanted to do during that time was um, I had gone to a lot of like uh, business because I started my entrepreneurial career in um, and in, in, well, officially as a uh, what do you call it? Real estate wholesaler. Yeah. And I would go to a lot of meetings and stuff like that. Shake hands, you know, hand your card out. They give you your card. Y'all talk for a little bit about real estate, so on and so forth. And then y'all keep it moving, keep it pushing. Well, um, when I when I got out of real estate um, for that particular portion of real estate, I was like, man, when I meet people again, I want to I want to have more in-depth, straightforward conversations because, you know, when you don't know anyone. You're just going to give them the, the the elevator pitch type of vibe. And you just you know, you're, you're really looking for a transactional relationship. Yeah. And me, <clears throat> I'm not really a transactional guy. I really want to know how you you know how you get through life. You know, what, what problems have you solved? Can you teach me how to solve those same problems or can the way that you t you solve problems be taught to me so I can solve my problems in a different way? And so I wanted uh, I wanted a word that would describe like straightforward, straight to the point, like real authentic speech. And candid was the word that I use. Yams is a food that is cooked during usually during um, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And usually family is around at the time that yams is around. So I wanted something that could uh could represent, you know, family, a family vibe. And then a kickback is is just that. Uh, yeah. It's not a club. It's not, you're not coming here to turn up, but it is going to be a vibe and it is going to be a way for you to kind of kick back, learn some important conversations. It'd be the equivalent of going to your favorite auntie's house, your mama's house, daddy's house or whatever. And y'all all sitting around on the couch kind of talking about life with your shoes off. And uh, the only thing is that you're out in the public forum doing that. Uh, with a plate of food and a good drink and, uh, you know, great premium conversation with a film that we all like. But, you know, picking up the tidbits from that film to to use in our actual day to day struggles in life. So. Yeah, that's solid, man. I, I like how you put those words together um, and then the, the whole explanation um, of how you came up with it and all the things you got to experience. I thought that's pretty cool. And one thing I found interesting that you said, well, there's a couple of things I found interesting. Um, you mentioned real estate wholesaling. Mm -hmm. which is actually something that I've been doing um, for like four months. And um, maybe like a month ago, I, I actually like look into land, like mm -hmm. real estate wholesaling, like, you know, empty yes, plots of land. And so I actually got like, I did it for like three months until I, like before I got my first deal. 
Yep. Um, and you know, so 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 far, it's something that I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to do. I'm not like going as hard because I'm focusing on other things, but it's definitely something I'm still trying to do. So I think that's awesome um, that you were able to, you know, go full time with that, go head on. And then I thought I also thought it was interesting how, um, as you were coming up, you got the experience of a variety of different like cultures and what they eat. And I wanted to ask you about that specifically, like. What was it like just being exposed to something different um, and just exposing your palate to just different food and different cultures? What was that like for you? Um, for me, I think it was just a, an exploratory function. It was a very I think the kids learn at a very uh, young age to you know embrace their explorativeness. It, you know, for some reason, it gets destroyed as adults. You know, when we, you know get into our, you know, way of living and stuff like that. And we don't get a chance to get out and explore, which is another reason for the Candid Yams Kickback, because you're going to have a different, it's a, it's a, it's an event experience where you're going to come in and your five senses are going to be engaged in that experience. So what you smell, what you taste, what you hear, uh, what you feel, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I wanted that experience and I, and I long for experiences like that, man, because for me, you know, going into the uh, the Laos household where you had to take off your shoes and it was this wonderful smell coming from the kitchen. But they, you know, but they all ate together. Right. Yeah. Um, and they all, you know, you know, they had a big family and it was like eight or nine of them in a like three or four bedroom house. And they all lived together. They all, you know, whatever the second, third, all the, the women were in the kitchen cooking the food, that sort of thing. So it's a very visual visionary experience as well in terms of like, how they, you know, how they ate and what they ate and, you know, when they ate, they ate at the same time every day type of thing, just like me and my family. Right. But like, it was just more of them. And so for me, it was just like one of those, you know, if I could describe, you know, and answer your question directly, it was, a, it was an exploratory experience. And I think that that is one of the luxuries in life that for some reason we don't give ourselves as adults. A lot of times it's like giving yourself the, uh, the permission to, um, to, to explore your yeah. mind, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, man, it's just kind of, it's, 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 it's a shame that it happens to adults like that, but you got to get that back. If you're listening to this podcast, I think you, you really need to continue to uh, meditate, sit still for a while, engage in your mind and your body and your spirit about things that are going on around you, but also letting your mind be free because we get so caught up in, in the United States of America, especially in the black community of thinking about, oh man, we got to make this money to get here and we got to yeah. buy this house to get here and we got to take family and this, that, and the third. Man, bump all of that for right now. Like literally just listen to that music that you like to listen to and just escape for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you use to escape, I encourage people to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so just a conversation shift, man, I want to talk more about like your entrepreneurial uh, journey uh, in, in general. So um, my question to you is like, what has it been like for you to go from, you know, working a nine to five, also outside of nine to five, working on a business. Now you're out of that nine to five and you're working on business and um, whatever other brands that you're working on. Um, how does that feel? to you now and what was it like going through that transition so i'm still working my nine to five right now um, okay okay my bad, my bad no no it's all good um and i used to be shy about saying that um because you know how it is man people are like oh well man if you got a uh if you got a nine to five how are you gonna do your part-time job at 10 to 30 it's easy yeah you, you're gonna work all day and then you're gonna work all night right right, right. um and that's it's just simple as that um so there they had there's not there's never going to be a transition 
you know, moment in, you know, in my experience, you're always going to work and then you're going to eat, you're going to pray, and then you're going to get back to work again. Yeah. Right. Um, of course, when family and stuff like that, you get married and all of that, those nuance, those are nuanced things that you're going to do. But for me, working is the great joy of my life. And I think that, you know, for me, being able to work and serve, that's that's number one. How are you servicing the people that you're working with, right? Whether they are, you know, in your nine to five or in your side hustle or in your business uh, as well. Like, how are you serving those people? And then what is that rate? I mean, what does that service quality look like? Yeah. So you can use your time on your job to really improve your service quality. Quality. You can use your job to understand what process is, understand how to hire and fire people. You can do all of those different things and you can use those as transferable skills. So I encourage people that are listening to this that are trying to make the transition. Before you do that, make sure that you are optimal at your job first and then taking the transferable skills and transferring them to your entrepreneurial endeavor. Uh, and then also, too, I just want to say that being an entrepreneur um, is uh, is empty without a business structure. So what that yes. means is you if you if you are an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, this is just the way that you see the world. So, for instance, in Candy Yams Kickback, I see the world through film, talk and programming. Right. So it, that's my entrepreneurial vision. The business of Candy Yams Kickback is literally me putting that process together, yeah. developing it and then putting it out to market it to the public and then the public returning <clears throat> returning to me their money and then their time and then their effort to get to my event. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, so take us back, man. Like, what was it like when you thought about Candid Yams, you, you put it all together, and then you put that first event out there? What was that like for you? And, you know, did you ever feel uh, any nervousness or did you just have, like, really great confidence? You know, talk about that a little bit. Hell no. I, um, I'm going to be honest with this. I was living in an apartment that I could not afford at the time. Yeah. And um, the reason why I couldn't afford it is because, you know, just like any college student, you get out, you're trying to figure out, you know, what job you're going to have. And I still had a part time job, you know, yeah. um, at the time. And I think that I might have had a couple full time jobs in between or whatever. But um, I had created this app um, and I created the app, wrote everything down about it or whatever. And then I wrote it down in this notebook and uh I, I, you know, wrote the thing that because at the time it was apps, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, it was like, yo, man, you know, you need to develop an app. It's in the third. So I wrote everything out, uh, you know, how I wanted to see the app and all that sort of thing. And what ended up happening, I put it in a book bag and I lost the book bag and, and I.E. lost the notebook as well. Mm, right. Yes. So I was like, damn, man, I got to think of something different now um, that will be cool. Like that app idea. Right. So then I go back to working. And so I was like, all right, cool. So then I traveled to D.C. one time and my buddy was graduating. We had this big cookout at his backyard in D.C. And I just thought, man, you know, there's so many, um, you know, uh, grads from WSSU that, I, you know, going to school with. Yeah. And they all came to that cookout. And so you got people pulling up on motorcycles. You got people inside the house, outside the house, in the back of the house, on top of the house, you know, on, on the front porch and all of that. And I was yeah. like, this is such a smooth vibe. I said, I wish I could, like, create this again. And so I came back home and I was like, man, I wonder if people would vibe out uh, to my two favorite things. And that is music and movies. Yeah. Right. So at the time, like I told you, I, you know, I was living in an apartment I couldn't afford. And I put these notes together um, and I was like, man, 
I, I can't really afford to put this event on, but I'm gonna put my rent money up for this. Yeah. Right. So I put my rent money up. Okay. Produced the event. Um, I went down to a, a vinyl record shop in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina called, um, what's the name of that joint? Uh, Underdog Records is where yeah. I had my first event. And I asked him, he was just moving into his spot. And I asked him, I was like, yo, man, I got this dope idea. I was wanting to know if you would mind if I hosted it here or whatever. And he was like, no, nah, I don't care. So I invited like 25 of my friends, 25 to 30 of my friends to come out to this, to watch Time is Illmatic by Nas. And when they got there, um, you know, my mom was like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring some food. So I'm like, all right. Uh, OK. So, you know, my mom pulled up. She had chicken, red beans and rice, candied yams, oh, macaroni and cheese <laughs> and all of this stuff. Right. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, snap. My mom really cooked for this joint. I think I'm thinking she's going to bring like some some sandwiches and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, there we go then. So yeah. um, people walk in for a free event. They see the TV screen there, uh, and they see, you know, like the little records playing and stuff like that, music was playing, so on and so forth, because this was inside of a vinyl record shop. And what ended up happening, bro, they came down, so it was two parts to the shop. They came down to the bottom part of the shop, and they saw this food spread. And they was like, yo, you got soul food here with your mom? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And so they ate that food up. They got in front of the TV screen. And it was like the best thing, best moment ever. And, and so, you know, at the, that was what I was thinking at that time. Yeah. In terms of like just producing that event. And at the end of that event, I'm packing up the clothes. I'm packing up the clothes, packing up the chairs, packing up the food and stuff. And somebody tapped me on my shoulder. It was like, yo, so when is the next one? And oh. I didn't I didn't know when the next one was because I had just I was like shit, I didn't put my, my rent money up for this. Yeah, I don't really know, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know when the next one is. And so uh that was six years ago, seven years ago at this point. And I've been doing the Candy Yams kickback ever since. Man, that's a story right there. That that's a story. Um I think it's dope, man. Like I love how you know you put it together and then your mom pulled up with the food and then it just turned into a complete vibe. And then I think that that tap on the shoulder right there, man, that set it off. Um, that's pretty yeah. awesome, man. So, yeah. so yeah, tell me, man. Um, you know what? Like when it comes to Candy Yams and and you know watching the movies and the music, like what type of movies are you guys watching? And like, what's the music like? And how do you like convey a message to the people that's you know around in that? Um, um, in that event. Right. So I'll give you an example. So to answer your question flat out, then I'm gonna give you a little story. Um, movies, the movies that we watch are filled with emotion and filled with, with catapulting things in a life that people go through on a regular basis, like a fight yeah. with your mom or a fight with your mate or, you know, a transition in your life where you had to, when you literally had to turn the corner in a movie from being who you are to being who you're supposed to be. Right. Mm. And what that transition is like. I like to show that those sorts of scenes in my movie. Right. So, for instance, um, the pursuit of happiness. When we yes. did the pursuit mm. of happiness, I show Will Smith sitting, um, uh, not sitting in that bathroom scene, but like go back to him arguing with his wife at the beginning of the movie and literally him transitioning himself from something that was not uh, was not working in terms of the uh, the medical device sales 
and then him wanting to be a stockbroker, right? Yeah. And the moment that he told his wife at the time um, that, hey, I, I went down to Dean Witter today to basically, you know, sign up to be a be an intern to, you know, possibly one day get a job at Dean Witter. And I want to pause right here for a second, because when dreams are created and we see something in our life that we want to go after, especially in the black race, we especially as black men, we're not given as much runway in my experience to to trial and error in a lot of things because it's so fear based. Well, if you fall, uh, look how embarrassing it's going to look. Or, yeah. you know, if you fall, our whole family going to fail, so yeah. on and so forth. It's so much stuff wrapped up into that one decision. So I just want to say that for a second. But yeah. going back to the film, when he told her that he... What's good, everyone? If you guys are enjoying this show, please be sure to share this with a friend, family member, or coworker, and leave a five-star review. Now back to this episode. Peace. was doing this it's that little moment right in there where she kind of she kind of touched her face and was like yo like you already fell in at this medical device thing what makes you think you that you're gonna be able to do that as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in our human nature right there with our audience we can all share in that emotion mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying because yeah, it's like awesome. we all we all have had people in our life that just straight up hating you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. yo, why you can't just just believe in me right here? You know what I'm saying? I'm just as scared telling you as you are uh, as you are adamant about telling me that this is not mm. going to work. You see what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. And we, and in in our black community, sometimes, man, we we are our own worst enemy in that particular function. So then you purvey and go on and have so. Uh, so imagine having that conversation, not knowing that you're going to have that conversation. You immediately yeah. tie into that emotion sitting right there in the audience and you immediately go back to a time in your mind where somebody told you no and you kept going anyway. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that is encouraging to say, dog, just because you got candy yams right now doesn't mean that candy yams can't be filling stadiums. Or be mm. over in Greece, or be over in Italy, or wherever these other you know well-renowned places are. Right? How big can you actually dream about this? You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And so you know, backing that up with inspirational music or music that kind of gets you motivated, so on and so forth. Right? Uh, you can hate me now because you won't stop now. Right? Like something like that that kind of really pulls you into that moment because we all go through life and life, you know. Adulting it can be pretty ghetto sometimes, man. To be yeah, honest, with you. definitely. <laughs> and it's like, yo, man, like I really want to do something different with my life. I want to transition and do this, so on and so forth. And so for me, it's always been about me connecting with you to say, um, "Hey, man, I did this thing right here. Let me let me pour into you and tell you what my experience was, so that your experience can be better than mine." Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. That is what keeps me and fuels me going with Candid Gams. And then I also have Candid Media, which is um, the advertising outfit for Candid Gams Kickback. But it's like I usually pour into people um, what my experience are in life or what other people's experiences are. And I am a champion at bringing those things to you so that I can give you all the answers. Because what I ultimately know is that I can give you all the, the answers and the movie can give you all the answers of overcoming and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. you got to go out there and you have to um, confront the pain, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I want to read this quote that I heard today that, that aptly describes what I'm talking about in terms of success. And that is sometimes you got to go through your greatest pain to find your greatest promise. You can't hide from it. Sometimes you got to run to it and then through it. That's a quote by Michael yeah. Irvin, believe it or not. Bro. Yeah. So it's like, yo, that is the truth. So that's how true success is defined. You have to find the inconvenient things that you don't like to do because it's the self that you're going to meet. Right. Yeah. In order to get that thing accomplished that you need to meet on your road to success. And that's the real definition of success. Tackling the inconvenient things that you don't want to do. You are literally turning it back on the person that you got to become in order to accomplish that. Mm. Oh, man. Man, you said a whole bunch of powerful stuff. But one, <laughs> I, I want to point out that um, um, I want to point out that that movie with Will Smith, I just forgot the name, but that's Pursuit actually, of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness, yes, I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite all-time movies. Oh, um, yeah. Because it's, it's definitely a good movie for entrepreneurs to watch mm-hmm. um, because, you know, how he makes that transition from, you know, sleeping in the bathroom, almost getting kicked out of the apartment, not having anywhere sure. to go with his kid, and then he becomes an entrepreneur with his own successful business. Um, and it's very emotional. And that's that's one of my favorite movies. Um, man, I, like, I think it's just... Um, it's powerful what you said that like when you watch the movie, you can reflect back to a time that somebody, you know, you said you want to do something, somebody didn't believe you. And uh, in the black community, that is definitely prevalent. Um, I've experienced that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And I think when you hear people, like when you want to do something and you hear people express that they don't believe you can do it, it'll get to you sometimes. You know oh, for saying? sure. And, and, All and the time. Yeah. And sometimes you won't even go through, with what you want to do. You That's know what I'm saying? saying? But, well, let um, me say this. If yeah, I, yeah, if I may, yeah. Let me say this as well, because this is important for your audience that will uh, be listening to this. Yeah. For the people that are listening to this, the, the idea that you're thinking about right now, you don't know if it works until you put it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is the thing that stops us all from doing anything. Bro, put the idea out and let the market tell you whether or not it's stupid or not. Yeah. Then you'll know, like, all right, man, like, I need to da 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 to send a third. The story that y'all heard me just share with y'all and we just share with you today is that I put my rent money up, which means I could not even afford the dream mm-hmm. that I was putting money up for. Okay. I put it up and let the market determine. I got zero dollars back from that first event, zero dollars. Yeah. But like you said, when they tapped me on my shoulder, and said, hey, when is the next one? That that within itself was payment enough. Mm-hmm. But but check this out. I did my first event in 2016. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So six years ago, yes, now. Yeah. It's been so long, I think, you know, ago. But six years ago, I did my first event. And from that, from that tap on the shoulder to me doing events in the Durham Bulls Stadium, to me doing events at Sika here Mm. in Winston-Salem, to me coming back around to continuing to get interview propositions like what you're doing right now, is if I wouldn't have responded to that call, if I wouldn't have put that that money up, I would not be here right now. You see? So uh, so when we're talking about people not, you know, when you tell somebody about your idea or whatever and people don't motivate you or whatnot, don't worry about that. Just go ahead and put it out. But, you know, I do want want, uh, the audience to understand as well is that, yo, my mentor 
the the, the guy that I followed around and you know uh, served in his camps and all this sort of stuff for creative writing and stuff like that. When I told him about Candy Yams for the first time, he was like, "I don't I don't get it." Yeah. Right. And that that dealt me because I was like, yo, this dude is creative. Like I'm creative. What do you mean you don't get it? It's film (laughs) talking, uh, 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 music and all this sort of stuff. But and this is no diss to him. But I want to say this to you as well, man, is that, yo, you're in we are in a in a in a lifelong battle with ignorance. Yeah. Not the type of ignorance that, you know, you just don't know what, you know, one plus one you know, equals that, not that type of ignorance. We're talking about the ignorance of the unknown. Right. Exactly. People do not know outside of their own life, what is possible because they get caught into a routine of things where it, it creates a safety net for them. So you come out here saying some wild shit, like, yo, I'm a charge for people to see love and basketball and have conversation. They're going to be like, yo, this, that joint come on for free. Every Wednesday, right. On BET. <laughs> right? You feel me? Yeah. But you have to sell, and you have to be confident about what you're doing. Um, and co- sometimes confidence is just asking, "Hey, can you, you? Would you mind coming to the show?" Confidence is, you know, you're selling tickets to the show, but you give ten people free tickets because you just want people to come and check it out. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so those are the things in those moments, man, that I'm just like you asked me about, like what my moments were and what it was kind of like. Hopefully I gave you, you know, a good personification of what what that thing looked like uh, so it can help you and your audience as well. Sorry if I went off track a little bit. No, you you good, man. You good. We we definitely go off track over here. That's okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, I, I think that's that's awesome, man. Like, I feel like this is such a powerful conversation, man. I think this is something listeners like need to hear. I mean, it's even something I need to hear. Cause I mean, like, you know, doing this podcast, um, you know, I, I know there were some times back, I, I started this podcast, like, you know what I'm saying? And I haven't always been the most consistent, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause sometimes like for myself, I didn't even really, sometimes I would kind of lose the vision, you know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but there was always something that would spark my vision or just, you know, I would have an epitome and I'm like, yo, I got to get back to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, there, there's always that that self-doubt and sometimes people just might not believe in it. Bro, um, there's something powerful that you say right there. And I don't want to I don't want to miss that point right there. I know you got oh, yeah, an agenda, yeah. but I really want to I don't want to miss what you just said. Dog, do you know how many times a day I lose my vision with candy yams, bro? Mm. Do you know how many minutes of the day I lose some shit that I'll be like, dang. I just thought about something great and I didn't have something to write it down. Right. Yeah. I just thought about something great and I forgot it in that moment. You see what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I'm doing this and doing that. Listen to me, bro. Just, just listen. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. That's a fact. You could not do some crap for six months, bro. And then something hit you and you just be like, yo, I'm about to record this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, exactly. You see exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> don't worry about that, bro. Just focus on the feeling and the emotion of it all and what you think people need to hear and know. Curate that thing and keep going. Now, consistency is key. For sure, yeah. But inspiration is also key as well. So yes. I would encourage you to continue watching films, continue traveling, continue watching your family and raising your family and stuff like that. That's where the real tools and keys will come from. Yes. Do you know how many people will pay you for your marriage advice, bro? 
Oh, man. <laughs> like, seriously, bro, yeah. because, you know, we're in a time right now where there's like an absolute war oh, yeah. between genders, bro. And I don't what? understand it, bro. Yeah. How do we get to this place where we hate one another, bro? Yeah. How do we get here? You know, so I, I digress, but that's that's, that's a fact. That's, that's a fact. another story for yeah. another. Day. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So my next question to you, uh, I, I think it's interesting, man. You've been able to like grow the business from where you started. Uh, you've been in stadiums, and so what has the networking been like for you? Oh my goodness. So I'm gonna be honest with y'all, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't do a whole lot of networking for, for candy games. It's all, it all be word of mouth, man. Ooh, wow. Like for okay. real, I don't do a whole lot of network now. Now I think I'm going to do a little better at it, you know, in, in, in the upcoming years, man, because yeah. I want to do more spaces like this. I want to guest on uh, different podcasts and stuff like that to kind of grow my audience a little bit yeah. more, but like literally you, you messaging me and telling me that you want to be on be on your podcast is literally how I get discovered with certain things, bro. Mm. Like people will email me and be like, yo, man, you want to be on this show? Yo, man, I might be t- talking at a party. Dude, I'm going to tell you like this. A comment that a, a young, lady made to, young lady made to me one time, man, and I thought it was one of the best compliments I ever gotten. It happened this summer um, in Durham. Oh, no, it was in Winston. I was uh, at Seeker. They had done like a little opening or whatever. Yeah. And I went to the little opening for the, you know, because there was a new employee um, at Seeker. And, bruh, I walk up in the spot, you know what I'm saying? I get my little lemonade, get my juice, and get my little cheese and crackers and stuff like that, sitting over the corner chilling. Yeah. And the girl that um, the girl that had started there, she, um, she was like the new art director, I believe, at the yeah. time. And so they were throwing like a little welcome to Winston party for her and all this sort of stuff. Right. And so I meet her. I walk up to her. She's with a crowd of people and I meet her. And she was like, I was like, hey, I'm Rashad or whatever. I um, I do Candy Yams Kickback. I, no, no, no. Uh, Devin actually introduced me. She was like, this is Rashad. This is who I was telling you about to did Candy Yams Kickback. And she was like, oh, you're the guy that we're talking about with Candy Whoa, Yams Kickback. Okay. <laughs> and so stuff like that be happening yeah. to me all the time. And I just be like, you know how you just walk up and you just kind of regular and you're like, oh, snap, I do do Candy Yams Kickback. Yeah. Don't I? <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, okay, okay, cool. And so it's like an introduction thing that it's like, oh, snap, your name be carrying weight. You know yeah. what I'm saying in the streets, and you won't really be knowing that because you just be thinking about your next show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's just a grind like that. And then you know, once you do shows, people know about you and stuff like that. You post it. It's such an energy transfer, which I, which is what I like about it as well. Because yeah. when I post like film reviews, or if I post like funny material about a movie, or if I put a question up to my audience, so on and so forth, people be paying attention to that and they remember that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, the, you know, when they think about something dope that they want to do, uh, they'll hit me up and be like, yo, man, I thought about you when I was doing this program, so on and so forth. So I have it. So I should say that I do network, but I do not. Um, I, it's not intentional. It's unintentional. Yeah. So I want to be more intentional with my with my stuff going forward, because I just want to go for more and more power in terms of like being able to transform myself and transform lives through this brand that is Candy Yams Kickback. So that's truly, truly, honestly, how the networking has gone. gone for me. Yeah, that's solid, man. And I want to I want to add to that. Um, I know, like with my podcast. I don't do a lot of like video, like a lot nowadays, like it's it, everybody's like doing reels, like doing videos for their podcast, which is cool. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I haven't really gotten to that place. It's, I'm still just doing audio, but I'm, I'm right. working on like some other stuff too for the, for the brand. Mm-hmm. And so 
one like one thing that um that hit me at one point I kind of felt like my podcast is really like it's really not a lot of people listen to it, but somebody listened to it. I really wasn't caring too much about how many people listen to it. I was just mm-hmm. gonna still put out episodes, right? And I'm gonna let people in on a little secret, man. Like to this day, I still get emails from people. Like I remember, you know, there was one point, I'm sorry. I remember mm-hmm. one, there was mm-hmm. one point where I stopped podcasting for like three months. Cause I, mm-hmm. like I had said, I lost the vision. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that got me back into like, okay, yo, I got to get back on it. Like mm-hmm. people, like people would leave comments under a post, like, yo, yeah, I'm, podcast. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then yeah. I remember one time I got a, I got an email. It was my first email um, from, I forgot who it was, but it, it was a, he was like a millionaire credit specialist. And his uh, his PR person had like reached out to me and said, "Yo, we want to get so and so on your podcast." And we heard it. We, we heard this episode. We loved it. And mm-hmm. when I first got, man, it's making it's giving me goosebumps talking about that. But mm-hmm. when I had first got that, yo, I was like, "Yo, th- is this like is this for real?" And mm-hmm. like even to this day, man, I'm still getting emails of people like hitting me up. Yeah, we want so and so on your podcast. And I think that right there, like you know, just adding what you said, man. That feeling right there is amazing. And that lets you know you're doing something and people are actually hearing your message and what you're trying to do. Correct. Yeah, yeah man. And you just never know. And I and I congratulate you for that as well. Oh, yeah, That's I awesome. It. Absolutely, man. Keep doing your stuff, man, because you just never know who is going to be listening to that message, bro. Like I got two. I have a podcast as well. And I got two podcasts that I recorded in the can that I hadn't been able to, like, go back to and you know, dilly dally up and be able to put, you know, put out to people. But bruh, I literally am run by two things, dope conversations and connecting people. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. If I find something that you like, we, me and you talk about business or whatever, because I got a whole different type of formula for business or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be like, if you tell me what you want to do, I'm literally in my mind thinking about right there in that moment, who can I connect him with? And if I can't connect you with anybody in that moment, what I'm trying to do in the next, you know, in the next time that I see you, I'm going to be thinking about that in the back of my mind. Hey, you need to meet this person because mm. this person is doing this. Like, yes. literally, that's how my brain, my brain works. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid, man. Okay. All right, man. So, uh, my my last question, man. This has been for one. This before I get to that, this has been a great conversation, uh, eye opener, um, especially for me. Um, I'm definitely sure, like somebody in the audience is, you know, they got they got motivation. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully um, so, because man. I think your story, like how you started Candy Yams, I think your story that's that's a powerful story. You know what I'm saying? Like you really just put it all out there. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, um, I think that's good for people to hear, man. But my last question to you, man, is, um, you know, what are some of your goals with Candy Yams and with your entrepreneurship journey um, in general? Like, what are some of your goals in the next year? Um, just what I told you. I just want to put it all together. So, like, doing my posting, doing my reels, doing my watch club, all of these ideas that I've had together, yeah. right? Putting them all together and just being consistent with that. And like I like I said, I was listening to uh, uh, La Russell today. You know who that is? He's Wait, a rapper it? out of the Bay area. No, I never heard of him. La Russell. L-A-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. He's a great artist. You should look him up. Check him okay. out. Okay, I'm going to check him out. My, my man said, he said, if it come down to me and doing work in order to get to what, get what I have, I'm going to always bet on me. Because mm-hmm. if, if all I got to do is work, 
I'm always going to do that because we're going to work to the day that we die, man, period. Yeah. So the thing is that if it come down to work, I'm always going to get it. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. for me, it's just it's just staying consistent with that, man. And I think, you know, for me, I'm so excited about what people's feedback will be. It'll keep me motivated through all of that. So that um, doing that piece, you know, doing my reels, doing my film quotes, podcast, watch club type of stuff. And then I also um, I also am going to do my best to um, get me some attire and stuff like that, like little hoodies and stuff like that, just yeah. for myself to see what people would think. But I want to sell some merch in the new year as well and, and beyond. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely that for sure. Well, there you have it, people. Solid message from a solid guy. Um, Rashad, Ed, thank you for letting me have you on the podcast and do this thank interview, you, man. man. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, everybody follow me at, at uh, on Instagram at C-N-D-I-D Graham. That's Candid Graham. And then Candid Yams Kickback, the C-A-N-D-I-D Yams Kickback on all other platforms. Um, hopefully see y'all at a show. Hopefully y'all follow me, so on and so forth. And then um, support this gentleman as well and what he's doing with his podcast as well. Thank you so much for having me tonight. And uh, if you ever need anything, man, just reach out. All right, man. Hey, if you don't mind, man, um, could you close us out with a message? Ah, man, let's see here. What message do I want to close out with? Mm, I'll close out just with that quote. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, uh, excuse me, let me, let me start over. Sometimes you gotta go through your greatest pain to find your greatest promise. You mm. cannot hide from pain sometimes. You have to run to it and then through it. That's from um, Brother Michael Irvin. Um, so I hopefully hopefully that bless y'all like it blessed me today. Yes, it's the first quote that I have. But yeah, man, run to your pain and then run through it, man. Well, guys, that's it. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I have a shot little of Candid Yams, guys. We're gonna get up out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, guys, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for sticking around. If you guys really enjoyed this show, please leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, family member, or coworker. And if you guys have any suggestions as far as what to talk about on the show and who to review, please email us at blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Again, our email is blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Until next time.